my grandfather, who would have passed two years ago, was very influential also. His favorite three words are, he must be a man of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that resonated well with me, and it's something that I always remember. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And if you have those, there's no limit to what you can accomplish. Hello, I'm Paul Munir, the Executive Director of the Youth Intervention Programs Association, and I'm a youth worker at heart. How lucky am I? I have the privilege to meet youth workers from around the globe and learn their stories and share them with the entire world. I'm glad you're listening because together we'll learn how their life experiences shape their youth work. As you listen, I encourage you to consider how your experiences shape what you have to offer young people. Welcome to this edition of The Passionate Youth Worker. Hi, everybody. For this episode, we're joined by Clayton Bolton from St. Catherine, Jamaica. Clayton is a Community Engagement Exchange Program Fellow and was selected among 130 of the brightest future leaders from across 90 different countries. Currently, he is working at Boulder Options here in Minnesota, learning new skills and gaining new ideas every day as part of his fellowship. Clayton, thanks for being our guest on The Passionate Youth Worker. It is great to be here, and thank you very much for hosting me. I really appreciate the opportunity. First of all, Clayton, congratulations on your fellowship. I have to tell you, being selected from all those different countries and all the different people that are competing for that, that is really cool. So congratulations on your fellowship. And I'm wondering, how did you first learn that this fellowship opportunity was available? And what was the process like to get selected? Was it quite a rigorous thing that you had to go through? The selection process was very competitive. Yes. To be selected as a community engagement fellow, your application would have been reviewed by more than five independent panel of experienced civil society leaders in the United States of America, right? And going up against so many persons, as as you have indicated, more than 4,000 persons that have applied from more than 90 plus countries, but only 130 was selected to participate in this fellowship. I come about this fellowship, I am interested in seeking opportunities outside of my country. And hence, I would have gone on the internet and seek and search for opportunities outside of Jamaica. And given that I am somewhat competent and experienced, given that I have a bachelor's degree in public policy and management from the University of the West Indies, and currently pursuing a master's degree in international public and development, management, and I would have done extensive work in youth engagement, I was confident that if I applied for the the fellowship, I'd be very competitive. As I said before, the process was very competitive. You'd have to submit an application. You'd have to submit a series of essay-type questions. You'd have also had to complete, I think, about three separate interviews for the semi-finalist stage and also the finalist stage. So the, the panelists has a complete understanding of each applicant based on the responses given. Yeah. Well, that's quite a process to have to go through. And I am amazed that 
you were selected. And it's just an honor to meet you because you were selected as one of the brightest leaders. And clearly they see a lot of potential in the work you can do with young people back in Jamaica when you get done with your fellowship. How did you learn about this opportunity? Were you seeking it out or did somebody just tell you about it? Or how did you find this great chance to do this? I'm a person that set goals, right? And one of my goals was to achieve a fellowship outside of my country. Got it. So it was, it was very intentional. So going online, seeking opportunities, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And that's how I become aware of the community engagement exchange program. And I looked at the requirements in terms of qualification and the skill sets required. And I had all the skill sets and also the academic qualifications. And hence I make an application and was confident that I would be selected. I, I was confident that I would be selected. That's one of the things as we've gotten to know each other, Clayton, I can tell you have so much confidence and so much faith in you and your abilities. It's admirable how confident you are. And yet you grew up with not a lot of opportunities. You're just very resourceful. Where do you think that ability to just seek out opportunities comes from? Where's this drive that you have to make yourself better and to make the world better? Where does that come from? It comes from wanting better for myself, wanting better for my family, especially my smaller brother. Oh. I mean, I have to lead by example. I'd have to be that role model that he can look up to and aspire to become. I'll have to go out and have meaningful experiences, right? And to demonstrate personal qualities that is fit for him to, to adapt and be and also display behaviors and attitudes that is fit for him to, to adapt also, right? So I said before, it's, it's about wanting to lead by example and wanting better for myself and for my family. That is so great. And you clearly are leading by example, no doubt about it. How old is your youngest brother? My youngest brother is 11 years old and he attends the Charlemont High School in Jamaica, just in seventh grade. Gosh, he's really young yet. And what does he think about you living here in Minnesota and achieving? You've got a bachelor's degree. You're in your master's program right now. What does he say about all this? Is he in awe? And is it giving him inspiration to maybe follow in your footsteps? He is indeed inspired. He is indeed inspired. He's very excited about the opportunity. And I would have had conversations with him prior to coming to the U.S. And we agree that I'm going to work with him. And at the end, I can guarantee that he will accomplish 10 times more than what I have accomplished, given that I have done all of this without much support and much guidance in terms of having a role model in your immediate circle, right? So he's inspired and he's, he's looking on, he's amazed, and he's he indicated to me that he's willing to work with me to ensure that he achieve 10 times more. That is so cool. What a great role model you are. Maybe we'll have your brother on the Passionate Youth Worker someday. Someday, yeah. 2035. Yeah, it'll take a long time. <laughs> Uh, I might not be doing this still, but that that is great. And I know your mother and father are loving, caring parents, but they didn't have a lot of money to be able to provide a lot of the opportunities that you have been seeking out. 
Can you talk a little bit about your mom and dad? What are they like? How influential have they been in your desire to do all these things? As I always say to persons who would have asked, oh, you're able to accomplish so much with so little. And I've always always said to them, I have benefited from good parenting. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have to have a very great mother and a very great and supportive father, right? They would have always trying to teach me the importance of having a good education, right? The importance of taking responsibility for my development and also always believing myself and knowing that I can achieve anything that I set my mind to. And if I work with the limited resources that I have, there's no limit to what I can accomplish. And they always talk about having good manners, good discipline, right? And having respect for others. And my grandfather, who would have passed two years ago, was very influential also. His favorite three words are, you must be a man of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Nice. And that resonated well with me, and it's something that I always remember, and it's something that I always try to have, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And if you have those, there's no limit to what you can accomplish. What great words of wisdom. And so great that you're carrying that forward. Your parents sound like wonderful people. They have built such a strong, confident young man and you who's willing to take on and do whatever you set your mind to. Would you say you are more like your mom or your dad, or would you say their personalities are kind of evenly blended into you? I would say it's evenly blended. It's evenly blended. Both my parents are very caring, supportive, kind, helpful, and I take on those traits, those values very well. So the impact was even. Both of them are have been very influential. You probably could do just about anything you wanted in the world. You could be a doctor, a lawyer, a successful business person, but yet you chose to help other people and give back. And in particular, you have a focus on young people. Can you tell the listeners why young people is your chosen profession, why you're going to do all this to help them versus some other pursuit? I think working with the youths is very important, given that youths are the future. And if we don't equip the youths with the requisite knowledge, the requisite training, the requisite skill sets, and with good moral principles, the future would be at risk. So I'd have made a decision to have meaningful experiences, to share with these youngsters, to create quality learning engagements, to conduct myself in a way that is meaningful, that they can emulate, that would aid them in becoming contributors to national development and facilitators of national development. So it's always good working with youths because I am securing the future, ensuring that they maximize all their learning opportunities, that they understand the importance of believing themselves, the importance of having a good secondary education, and the importance of knowing and wanting 
to improve the situations that they came from. Yes. Beautiful. And you are such a role model, just leading by example. You're doing that for your brother. And you're going to do that for endless numbers of young people in the future here where you can give them that same inspiration and tell them, even though you might not have all the opportunities in front of you, if you have confidence, if you have the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding, you can accomplish anything Anything. you want. And you're going to bring that so forward to young people. They're just going to feel that energy coming off of you. It's going to be wonderful. How did you first start working with young people? Was it your first job or were you volunteering? How did you know you wanted to work with young people? I started working with young people after leaving high school. Mm-hmm. I knew I had the potential to excel from very early in my life. However, I would say I did not act on that on the potential. Okay. Right? I started take, taking my personal development very late. However, I was able to bounce back and to do well. So knowing that there are other youngsters who are talented also, but they might not be in a supportive environment, they might not have the resources, and as such, they might be using it as an excuse, for example, to not to do well in their education. So knowing my experience of being a talented child, but I was not excelling as a child, right? Mm. So it was for me now to go back into these schools and to ensure that these students are reminded that not being in a supportive environment, not having all these resources that you need, for example, for school, you know, not having a lot of money, those are not reasons to not perform. Because if you don't have a lot of money and you don't have all the resources that you need, but if you are resourceful, you can use those resources that best of your ability and affect the necessary changes in your life. You can be committed to your personal development. You can be committed to accomplish a good secondary education. And by demonstrating that high level of commitment, you will be able to achieve. So it was about sharing my experience to inspire and to encourage other youths. Beautiful. Clayton, it's hard to believe we have to take a break already, but we'll be right back after this short message. No matter how you support our young people, the professional youth worker powered by Yippa has your training and learning needs covered. Visit training.yippa.org. That's training.yipa.org to see for yourself and then join the thousands of youth workers around the globe who learn from our easy-to-access exceptional trainings. From our blogs to our podcast, the professional youth worker is your go-to resource for tools to help you keep going, keep learning, and keep growing. Members enjoy free unlimited access to live online and on-demand trainings and a preferred discount pricing for our one-of-a-kind certificate course. Annual memberships are ridiculously affordable for individuals and organizations. Visit training.yipa.org today to learn more. That's training.yipa.org. Clayton, right before the break, you were just talking about how you were so inspired to go back into the schools and share what you know now with young people to ensure that they can move on and be successful. I'm wondering, when you work with young people, what do you think is something unique about you, Clayton, that you bring to your work with young people? What is something that's just inherently you're good at that you can offer to young people? I think it's the habit of being resourceful. Yeah. And I'm able 
to practically demonstrate, practically demonstrate that you can accomplish so much with very little resources, but you must be committed to your personal development and be willing, as I said before, to work with the limited resources that you have to achieve what you want and perfect the necessary changes in your life. You are so spot on. And I think that when you talk about your personal development, I know you are always continuously growing, always stretching your limits, trying to get better as a person in both professional and just your human side of you as well. Clayton, what's one thing you're working on now about yourself that you're trying to learn or improve and get better on? Currently, I'm trying to improve my public speaking ability. Given the work that I want to do, it's critical that I'd master the skill. And hence, I am making the most of every opportunity to engage others, whether it's through radio, television, interview, or in person. I'm looking for opportunities to speak because I can only improve my public speaking ability by speaking. Yes. And practicing and doing it repeatedly, right? So that is something I'm, cur- I'm currently working on to make it better. I'm convinced you're going to get very good at it and you're doing a nice job with this podcast right now. Perfect. You're expressing yourself very well. It's growth. It's growth. Can only get better. Yes, for sure. I agree with that. I would say that I am continuously working on my speaking skills and I think I have improved, but I got a long ways to go. I know that for sure. Same same for me. Yeah. What is... The biggest challenge in your life so far, Clayton, that you've been able to overcome, one particular thing, maybe I know you didn't have a lot of resources, we've talked about that, but is there a situation, maybe something that happened that you had to prevail through? Is there something like that that you would say has been your biggest challenge? I think my biggest challenge so far is really not being able to access a lot of opportunities. And I think it is not because I'm not qualified, but in Jamaica, opportunities are very scarce. And hence, you know, youth unemployment is a major problem. So I would say youth being able to access other opportunities inside of Jamaica would be my biggest challenge. However, I'd have overcome that by seeking opportunities outside of the country. And hence, why I'm currently in the United States of America as a community engagement exchange fellow, having a meaningful experience and also being able to learn project management at the University of St. Thomas. Yes. So, so that is it. Not being able to access opportunities, and hence I was forced to seeking opportunities outside of Jamaica. Now that you've worked with young people and have that set as your direction, what would you say to people who don't do this work, who don't understand what it's like to support young people and encourage them? What don't they understand about what it takes to be a good youth worker? I think they need to understand that paying the influence forward is something that we should do. As young professionals, we should always go back and give back to our community and give back to others. And that doesn't always involve money. It can just be sharing your experience, right? Creating opportunities for youths and also valuing investments in their education. You can just simply go to a school and talk and have a conversation with students about valuing their education, 
using social media in a, in a very responsible way and a conversation around how can they develop themselves personally. That is giving back. It's a form of being socially responsible. And also, it's more about ensuring that these youngsters develop needed skills that will secure employment and that will lead to improved productivity. And once you have more young people being employed, it means that they are enhancing human and social capital. And that in itself can resolve issues such as poverty, crime and violence, unemployment, juvenile delinquency, teenage pregnancy, because you simply go back and meaningfully engage these youngsters and steer them in a, you'd say, right direction then, you know, to secure a better and a brighter future. Yes. It is important that everybody gives back in some way in some capacity. Here's what I still don't understand about you, Clayton, and I want to get it. You could do anything that you wanted to, but yet you chose to give back. You chose to choose service. You could have made a lot of money. You could have done a lot of different things, but you're committed to giving back and helping others. That value, that humanistic approach that is so central to who you are did your parents teach you that? Or do you think it's just you were born with that innate ability that says, my role in this world is to serve others? Where does that come from? I think it's inherent. This decision to work with youngsters, to go into service, providing service to my community, engaging students in a meaningful way, it's natural. It's something I'm very passionate about. And something that whenever I engage, whenever I do it, I felt inner peace. I felt comfort. And I'm happy. I'm happy. And as I always say to people, it's always a joy for me to see students and youngsters excelling in whatever field they choose. Yes. So it's something I'm always passionate about. That is the home run of an answer about what makes a good youth worker. It's just inherent that you want to help other people. There's no other reward bigger than seeing a young person take on a challenge and succeeding. And you want to do that at such a large scale. You want to help so many people. It's inspirational, Clayton, what you're doing. And I am grateful that you are doing it. So I have just one more question, and we're almost near the end of our time together already, believe it or not. But how would you define success in working with the young people? At what point could you say, I was successful with that young person? First, I'd have to look at their behavior. If the behavior has changed, right? As in, as this child or student adopt a positive behavior? Yeah. For example... Do they start to wear the uniform properly? Does this student start to take their their learning and their education more seriously? And also whether or not they would have now started to to accept personal responsibility for their development if they understand that education is very important and as such they must maximize all their learning opportunities. And you can also look at the feedback that you get from these students. 
Whenever I had sessions in schools, especially at my alma mater, St. Mary's College, always to excel St. Mary's College, right? always representing my high school or my alma mater also. Whenever I go there, students are saying, sir, because let come, nobody never talk to me say yet. Um, everything we say are true in Patua. Everything we say are true and they follow me the entire day because all that they have said makes sense and it gives them a new perspective. And it also, just by me sharing my experience, they have an idea that, guess what? All you simply need to do is believe, work hard, and be resourceful and try to be the best at every single thing that you do. Yeah, so that's how I, I measure the impact and measure the success of what I'm doing. I think that's a wonderful way to measure your success. It's interesting, Clayton, for our listeners who are only listening and not watching the video, your face lit up when you were talking about young people and how they are gravitating towards you and how you know you're making an impact. I can tell it's in your heart and I can tell you're going to do great things. It's been absolutely wonderful having you as a guest on the podcast. I've learned so much about your strength your courage and your resourcefulness. And your parents have done just a wonderful job raising a wonderful human being that has chosen to give back to his community. You're going to make Jamaica a much better place for generations to come. So thank you for being a guest and thank you for all your work you're doing now and you're going to do in the future. Thanks again for the opportunity and all the best. Clayton, before we go, I always like to give the guests the last word. So I'll end with this question. What words of wisdom or inspiration would you like to leave with the listeners? Firstly, I encourage all the listeners, especially youths, to take responsibility for their career growth, for their personal development, to be resourceful, to maximize all their learning opportunities, and most importantly, continually push the boundaries not to show others what they can do but more crucially to show themselves what they can achieve and that they should always excel if you would like to share your passion for youth work we'd love to spotlight you as a guest if you have feedback about the show please let us know just visit training.yipa.org that's training.yipa.org and click on the podcast tab. This podcast is made possible in part due to a generous contribution from M Health Fairview. I'm your host, Paul Muneer. Thanks for listening to The Passionate Youth Worker.